God did this, man. Mm-hmm. God really, and I knew God was real yeah. at the same time. But sometimes it takes for God to put you in a place where you can't depend on nobody. Yeah, and he got to show you who he is for himself. What's good, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the More Purpose Podcast. Where we talk faith and finances. I'm your host, Clarence. And your co-host, Marlon. And today we have a special guest with us today. None other than our stepdad, Cheyenne Smith, or you may know him as Styles by Cy. One of the best suit guys in the world. Side note, if you need your suit, hit him up. We're going to drop his stuff in the bio. But we just glad to have you here today. Well, first I want to say thank you for that plug. Yes, sir. (laughs) Good plug. But uh, I'm excited to be on uh, the podcast. Uh, Y'all killed it last season, man. I'm super proud of both of y'all. Um, I always dropped in to check on y'all episodes, so I know season two is gonna be lit. So yes, make sure y'all stay tuned to Facts. what's going on. Man, so we're about to take over, man. But today's episode, we're gonna switch up a little different. It's gonna be more like a story time. So get y'all popcorn like last Facts. time. Get, yeah, y'all, great get y'all popcorn, get your drink, whatever you need, relax. Cause this is for the people that's not really tapped into God, yeah. but do have they need some type of inspiration to basically see that you can make it out of any situation. Facts. So my guy's gonna tell his backstory, how he came up, and how he got to where he is now. And I hope y'all get some revelation from it, learn something from it. And if y'all have anything y'all want to say or ask, drop it down in the comments for us. Facts. Without further ado, we're gonna so it's in your hands, brother. Yeah. Well, just to let y'all know, first I'm from West Philadelphia, born and raised. It's not just a slogan, <laughs> but that's really yeah. Sir. Um, but uh, grew up with a single mom. Um, knew who my dad was, but was never in my life. Lived in the same city as me from South Philly. So my mom's side is from West Philly. My dad's side from South Philly. Um, so grew up with a single mom and, you know, a couple of siblings, brothers, sisters, and mom always working. So as a youngster, 12 years old, um, was always out there running in the streets. So I'm from 57th Street. Uh, y'all know what it is. You know? <laughs> out there at 12 years old, I turned to selling drugs. You know, one of my cousins, he was like, one of the top bulls out there, and he kind of, he really, he wanted to stare me to do right, but because I seen him, and you know, when you around an environment, you know, you tend to choose what you're around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So because you seeing dudes out there, and they getting money, and you see them with all the flock clothes, yeah. and they getting yeah. up shoes, and they dropping this and dropping that, so you like, ah, oh, that's what I want to do. Especially if you struggle, yeah, you know what I mean. You see your mom out there working, you hardly ever see her, mm-hmm. and y'all still can't get nothing mm-hmm. ends meet. So I I turned towards selling drugs at twelve years old. Dang, got out there at twelve years old. So you imagine twelve years old? I was like in sixth grade. Well, I was at the playground. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I'll be at the playground, but I'm I ain't just at the that's playground. that's crazy. Well, <laughs> I'm out there, you know, and doing my thing. And as I start to grow into it, you know. Um, get known out there and start doing my thing and going through middle school, going through high school. And once I got in high school, I say this all the time when I tell this story that my 12th grade year of high school was my best year and my worst year of my life. But best year because I moved out uh, when I was in 12th grade, 17 years old, get ready to turn 18, had my own place, was doing my thing, making money. But my 12th grade year, one month before I was about to graduate, I get locked up in school. Jeez. So it was one of the greatest years of my life because I felt like I was getting money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. we think money is everything. Yeah. Because you, know? you can do, you know, whatever you want. And especially at, you know, 17, 18 years mm-hmm. old, when you can do whatever you want, you're like, man, I'm living. Yeah. So I thought I was living until that time came. Listen, this was 
eighth period, about to get out of school. Oh, Lord. that's crazy. Now, I, I'm I, I used to like to gamble a little bit, yeah. so you know, I walk into the bathroom eighth period, y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm one month away from graduating. I got my cap and gown. I got, had got my book oh, based on my yearbook yeah. and everything. You got everything at that point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> graduate eighth period. I walk in the bathroom. They got a dice game going on, and I just happen to just stop. Boom! Principal, vice principal, they all busting bathroom. They want to do a search. They searches, and I get caught with drugs on me. I forgot I had the drugs in my jacket. Wow! This was a jack leather jacket. I just happened to wear that day that I ain't wear for like a whole month, mm-hmm. and forgot I had this little department in my jacket, and I had drugs in it. Dang! First thing, I just turned eighteen. Oh! So soon we in there, they call the police. They uh, say, hey, we go, you know, you we're gonna take you out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 18, I'm gonna go, go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> you going to jail, buddy. It wasn't no juvenile. Yeah, it's the big house. I'm like, oh man. But you know, the biggest thing that made me feel sad the most was my mom was so excited mm-hmm. that I was about to graduate. So I was like, Dad, I'm gonna break her heart. Yeah. So I end up, you know, getting locked up and I I had a good lawyer. But in the charges, I had like four counts. They they put me in for three of the counts. My lawyers like, hey, we can get through this. We can beat. But because it was drug free zone, you know, you can't have drugs in a thousand people. Yeah, yeah. So I'm in school, got caught. With drugs. So that right there, I couldn't couldn't beat. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going through. He got me off a little bit. So first, they wanted to give me like five years. Yeah. So really, each count was five years. So it was twenty years total. The other three, he got off. I had that one count left. So I had five years. So I remember going, sentencing, and they was like, are right, we going to give you five years? And all I heard was five years. Mm-hmm. Like, dang. <laughs> <laughs> nah. five years. At 17, 18 years old, like, dang, man, I'm about to have to do five years. But they was like, five years all suspended, but six months. So I still didn't know what that meant at yeah. first, because it's yeah. my first going through this. And then my lawyer like, all, right, all you got to do is six months. I'm like, oh, six months? I mean, a lot. Yeah, yeah I could do that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they gave me time to get myself together. I had to turn myself in. Boom, I did the six months. Did that in my sleep. Like, oh, they ain't nothing. Mm-hmm. Come back home. I'm right back at it. I didn't you know, learn lesson. Yeah. Out, you know, yeah. Because it was like a, you know, when you, your mom yeah. or your dad, you know, they, they spank, they think yeah. they're doing something. Beating don't don't you. touch like, that. Yeah. yeah, I can take this. You really think, yeah. they want you to think that it's real bad but, mm-hmm. or it's a, a big beating, but you really like, ah. Uh, yeah, it was all right. You yeah. showing remorse, but really, it's like that ain't really nothing. <laughs> <laughs> He's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that six months felt like mm, that ain't really nothing. That's a lot of dudes too. Yeah, yeah. And and that's because the mindset was like, yeah. I'm gonna get back out here mm-hmm. and get back to what I'm doing. Because you know, you see people all all the time, you know, in that environment, go in and out of jail. Mm-hmm. You know, I had homies all the time, and I mean, six months was nothing. They yeah. said six months, oh nothing. I could sleep that off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I went right back to the streets. Was out there doing my thing, and for a while it just went went great. Then found myself again. This time it was much more. So this time I think I was twenty, maybe nineteen, twenty, because it was like two years later. Mm-hmm. I think I might have get ready to turn twenty. It might it might have been nineteen, and about maybe twenty. So I get caught up again in Philadelphia, and this time though I get caught with. Four ounces of drugs. Four, yeah. So now all bagged up too. 
So I had crack cocaine, two ounces, and two ounces of soft, which is just the cocaine already and all bagged up. So they giving me oh, yeah, that's them freshly folded up yeah. and everything. It was already ready, everything yeah. ready. So um, I get locked up this time, and this time I knew like yo, I'm over time. Yeah, yeah. I knew mm-hmm. this time it was it was no way getting out of this. Mm-hmm. Again, I had a paid lawyer, great paid lawyer. He knew all the judges, you know. So I end up. Um, they end up not giving me a bell. Mm-hmm. So I had to, you know, Sick. court while I was okay. in there. Yeah. So I sat for like 16 months. You sat for 16 months? 16 that? months. Sheesh. Nah, so the first time, you know, I was already, let me see, the first time I was already a year in, right? And they came to me with a deal. Because they always going to come with deals first mm-hmm. before you go to trial. Yeah. So Snitch first on. deal, I took, they think they want to give me 10 years. I was like, nah. Then they came again, five mm-hmm. years. And then the last deal before I went to trial was like two years. So I was in for a year, and I'm like, "Well, I'm only gonna have to do another year." Mm. But my mom was like, "Nah, don't don't take no deal. Go to trial." So I said, "All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to trial because yeah. I had a good lawyer." So I, I go to trial, mm-hmm. and uh, we get going through this. So now I'm in for 16 months. We go to trial, and really, this paid lawyer man, I'm paying him. All he really doing is getting me a continuous. I have to continuous. I have to continuous. I have to continuous. And those of you may know that's watching that may have been through this. Or maybe not, but just something similar. You feel like it's no hope for you. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because now you got no control. Because mm-hmm. you used to controlling, you know, things on your own. But now I got no control. I'm yeah. locked up inside and I'm depending on somebody else. To make, get me out of here. Out of yeah. this, right? So, uh, and I'm going somewhere with this. Mm-hmm. You know, um, depending on this lawyer to get me out of this because he know everybody. You know, he's popular. He's one of the popular guys that street guys mm-hmm. get, you know. Getting continuous after continuous, and finally, on the last time, they kept denying all my motions. Judge was denied, denied. This DA lady, man, she was like, no, I want you to do these 10 years. She mm-hmm. wanted me to get this 10 years. So finally, we get down to the last day of trial, and my attorney doesn't show up. What? <laughs> Hold on. He doesn't show up. So I'm sitting there just like y'all, like... I'm thinking like, all right, but the judge's not going to try me like with no, no, no attorney. Yeah. yeah. Here, you know what I mean? He's seen that he's been coming all this time. Judge like, nah, we're going to try you today without your attorney. So he didn't give no reason to not show up? No. He, just, he didn't show up at all. He gave up know, on you. I don't even know why. Slide. <laughs> <laughs> I only, for real, to this day, I still don't even know why. He, yeah. I never talked to him no mm-hmm. more. That's he crazy. He never showed up for my last day of trial. And he was paying him. Yeah. He was already paid. Oh, nah. It didn't show up my last day. But this goes to show you how sometimes people think they have control or we depend on somebody else. Yeah. But the whole time now, I'm one who grew up in the church but didn't mm-hmm. really yeah. grow up in the church. You know, if you know yeah. what I mean. So I grew up in church, but I wasn't in church. I believe and I still resort to the streets. I might go sometimes mm-hmm. if I felt like it. You mm-hmm. know, but the whole time God was the one really in control of this yeah. whole thing. Yeah. So we we in there and the judge like, hey, we're gonna try you without your attorney and we're gonna do um go to a recess for ten minutes and come back and we're gonna do sentencing. Okay. Whoa. Usually Dang. they're gonna give you, all right, if you're guilty or not, then you come back for sentencing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This day, they trying to get you out of there. We're gonna do everything yeah. today. <laughs> we're gonna try you and you're gonna get sentenced. Mm-hmm. Okay, no games. So with I'm you. sitting there. Really, to be honest, before I went to went to court. I already had in my mind, like, I'm going to do 10 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm like, I'm just going to deal with it. 
through this time, ain't nothing I can do. They caught me red-handed. Yeah. So it ain't like, I yeah. can be like, yeah, they can't mind. Get out of that yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm just going to have to do it. So in my mind, I'm guilty. In my mind, I'm getting ready to do this time. I, I can't control this. It's nothing I can do. The one I depended on, he not even here for sure. me anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there, and this man comes up to me. And to this day, still don't know his name. I just remember how he looked. He had curly black hair. Um, Caucasian gentleman with glasses. He came up to me. He said, hey, I'm going to take your case. Oh, my goodness. I just looked up and said, okay. <laughs> I see him go over there, talk to this DA lady. Now, the DA lady, I've been going to court for 16 months now. Mm-hmm. She kept trying to give me these 10 years. She wouldn't give me no more deals because yeah. the last year or two years, there was like, that's it. Mm-hmm. And because I didn't take it, they don't like when you don't take them deals. Really? They want to try to get you the max yeah. that they can get you. So... He's talking to her. He comes back over. He says, listen, man, I got them to give you a deal all time suspended with four years probation. So I said, all right, what you mean? So all time, all time suspended, meaning the 16 months that I did, Mm -hmm. that's going to be my time that I had to do in. And then four years, I just got to walk off. Yeah. He says, so are you good with that? I said, so I can leave today? He said, yeah, you can leave today. Man, we got up there, signed the paperwork, shook his hand, knew him for five minutes. He walked off. And I walked out that courtroom. Angel, bro. It, nah. That right there was, even to today, God don't have to do nothing else for me, but that's one thing that's all. that I knew I know. God wake up. Yeah, like I knew God. I know. Made me, and that's what made me kind of wake up. Now, I woke up, but wasn't always yeah. there. Yeah. It, it made, I didn't do like I did the last time and go right back mm-hmm. out. I kind of still dibbled and dabbled a little bit, but it made me conscious like, nah, God did this, man. Mm-hmm. God really, and I knew God was real yeah. at the same time, but sometimes it takes for God to put you in a place where mm-hmm. you can't depend on nobody. Yeah, and He got to show you who he is for himself. Mm-hmm. And that was one time he showed me who he was. And I said, all right, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to try to do right. But when you so used to getting that fast money Habits, bro. and you try to go and do a regular job now I never had a job so mm-hmm. I had to go work an $8 an hour job going from where I could just make 5000 10000 yeah. in one day to $8 an hour where I could blow money and I know alright next day I'm, I'm going to get money it, back yeah. mm-hmm. $8 an hour I can't I'm struggling to pay for my apartment mm-hmm. so I try to you know do right and I remember once I got out that was June, July of 99. And uh, January 1st of 2000 is when I turned my life over to Christ. And from there, I believe, was the, the change. The will was starting to change mm-hmm. for me. Um, so I turned my life over. Now, things didn't go, you know, immediately yeah. change. And I started working, and I was only making $8 an hour. But during that time, I got into corporate America, and I worked my way up. And I got to a place where I was a manager, portfolio manager, and got into finance and was doing great. So I took the same way that the mentality I had when I was selling drugs as a boss. Mm -hmm. That's what I took when I was working on my job. Mm -hmm. So in finance, I used to have to have to give like what they call FTEs. And that's kind of giving forecasting of your budgets and stuff like that. So I used to break it down just like I used to break it down with the job. <laughs> I break that job down. Delhi, this is what I'm going to make. Yeah. Every day, this is what I'm going to make by that week. Mm. This is what I'm going to make by that month. So that's how I used to break my forecast yeah. down. So it prepared me for my job. That's great. Mm. But as I was going along, 
and I left corporate America and I went into my own business, I had that same mentality mm -hmm. even now. My phone rings. I don't care what time it is. I'm answering that phone. Yeah. Just like I was when I was yeah. in the yeah. mm -hmm. So people say, man, how did you get so successful and to where you are now? And I'm like, I use that same mentality I had in the streets. Now I'm just doing it a different way mm -hmm. and I'm using it in a positive way. So I said all that to say, even sharing this story is, some people feel like I don't have no hope because of their environment that they're in. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you do have to resort to that environment, but God will put you in a place to make him make, show you that he is truly real mm -hmm. and show you that you can overcome where you at. Yeah. So that's what he did for me, man. He, he allowed me a chance again. Mm -hmm. They say God is a, 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 second, chance. a second chance yeah, God. Yeah, eight, yeah. eight, nine, yeah, ten. Yeah, fact, yeah. You know what I mean? So he gave me another chance because really that was like my third chance. Mm -hmm. So it made me a two-time felon, but it woke me up to say, look, man, I ain't going to continue in this way. Even though I missed the fast money, he showed me I can really make, yeah. make that same money now. And now I, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Now, crazy, man, man. I, I again, I use that same mentality that I used in them streets, but I'm just using it to do it in a positive way. And now telling my story to those that may, and it don't have to be that you into drugs. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You could be a hardworking person and you still feel like, man, yeah. things ain't working for me. Mm -hmm. But if you keep on pushing and allow God, who's in control of everything, he'll bring you up or give you an idea or give you an opportunity, mm -hmm. you know, if you have your eyes open to it. So one thing I do want to say, um, because especially a lot of dudes in our generation, uh, they may not, a lot of people are not getting the chances you got. Mm -hmm. People that are in that lifestyle, they either die, yeah. and it's proven, they die, mm -hmm. or they go to jail. So what would you say to somebody who's in that lifestyle right now, making the big money, mm -hmm. and like, they, don't they don't want to let go of it? Well, it's just what you said. But when you in it... Because it's hard to let go, I, I know yeah. the consequence. You know the consequence. Mm -hmm. You know there's only two ways you're coming out of yeah. it. Eventually, if you continue yeah. to stay in it, is either you're going to die because everybody want to be the man. So if you're the man, it's somebody else that want to be the yep, man. Yep, that's true. Facts. So it's somebody else that's looking at you like, yeah. And after a while, they're going to be like, oh, you're on my way to become the man. Mm -hmm. So they're they going to have to do something. Yeah. Or they're going to mm -hmm. try to rob or take what you got. Mm -hmm. You know. Or the other thing is... You're going to go to jail. Yeah. At some point, you feel like, no, nah, I'm never going to be slipping. Mm -hmm. I'm never. But you don't got to be slipping. That's but it could somebody be somebody else, else that's jealous yeah. of you and telling you yeah. or give information. So it's all different type of ways. So to answer your question, you got to come to realization. What do you want for your life? Mm -hmm. You know, do I continue in this or do I take that God has given me grace yeah. that I mm -hmm. may haven't got caught yet? No one haven't done nothing to me. So let me take what I got right here. And maybe invested into something positive. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's what I would say to someone that maybe is in that field and they feel like, man, I wanna get out, but man, I, I'm just making this money and it's just mm -hmm. too good for me. Well, take that same money that you have now and invest it into something. Mm -hmm. And you maybe you don't know what you wanna do, but you can invest it in and be a silent partner. You wanna invest? You got right here. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sir. Come on and invest it right here. You got me. You want to yeah. invest? <laughs> but not. Nah, that's crazy. That's facts too. Because like you said, you took your skills from the streets mm -hmm. and then took it into business, and now your business is flourishing. Of course. Do you feel like you know, how your life was set up? Do you feel like that was an an ordained thing to happen in your life for you to be who you are now? As far as like how you handle business and everything, do you feel like you had to go through that season of 
doing what you did when you was younger, selling drugs, all that stuff, you didn't have the type of business mindset you have now? Definitely. So that's how you hit it on the nail is the mindset. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it was ordained for God wanting me to go into yeah. to sell mm-hmm. drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, that was my choice. But your environment. You know what I mean? But yeah, because environment, because of that environment. And that's what I chose to mm-hmm. do. But I do believe that the mentality that I had was ordained for me mm-hmm. because it allowed me to not use it just in the streets, but it went to corporate, then from corporate, then to my business. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I think that was ordained for me to use it. Um, for the mindset that I have. That's that's one thing I love about God, though, that he can um, literally shift our own bad decisions and shift it, make them, make them good. Because like, he already knew the outcome like right. ahead of time. So he knew um, when you would choose to go to the streets on your own, of course, he knew uh, that he would turn it around for something good, something purposeful and stuff like that. Right. So I, I like that because basically, basically like God turned a tragedy into... A beautiful story. Like, yeah. he turns something where most people don't even get to make it out of that situation right. or don't get a type of grace. Yes. Mm-hmm. Some people, like, yeah. Yeah. And I love that, bro. I love that guy really will use anybody and will prove to you that I'm not giving up on you if you don't give up on me. Yeah. And and it's about a choice, too. Yeah. Because even though he gives you grace, it's a lot of times he gives a lot of us grace. Yeah, but you don't but want yeah. choice. You choose not to mm-hmm. do it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like, uh, he, he give you another chance or give you another opportunity to get out. And you like, uh, all right, I'm still going to stay mm-hmm. over here. Mm-hmm. So it was my choice to say, hey, all right, yeah, it's good. And, and the money's good. But you know what? What really made me was like, you know, if I become a third time felon, it's three strikes and you out. Yeah, you three out. strikes of the same crime. Yeah. Done. They throwing the book at you. So that's what kind of was like, nah, I can't afford, especially at the time, starting to have children. You know, I got married. Mm-hmm. It was like, nah, I can't stand this life. Yeah. So- you know, I just got to suffer and go through and, and try to make something happen. And that's the thing. I think today people don't want to go through the part where they got to make it happen for themselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about the suffering part. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because everybody want it easy and quick. They Fact. want, you want, you want to put it in the microwave. You know, I look at my son, or, well, not y'all sons, yeah. but y'all younger brother, mm-hmm. you know, he like to make bacon all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you know, he going to use quick bacon. <laughs> so he uses the microwave to make his bacon. Mm-hmm. He ain't putting that joint on the grill yeah. or the skillet, mm-hmm. you know, because it take too much time. Mm-hmm. He want to get that joint out quick. Immediately. And that's what this generation now is. They want to make that money fast. They want to get to the top fast. They don't want to start in customer service. They want to be the CEO. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I tend to spend too short, bro. Right. Yeah. So another big thing that always like been on my heart heavy is because you actually come from that lifestyle and you actually that was the environment you was in but we have a lot of people that are choosing that choosing trying to choose that lifestyle yeah. that, that they were never there. meant to be in so what would you say to those people who didn't even grow up in that of course um jail or, or death of course but i think people think it's like cool like to be, it's yeah. like it's a trend to be it's from a, the hood. A badge or, of honor. To yes, a badge of honor. <laughs> yeah, because to, to other people, we're probably we're squares. Yeah. <laughs> we're squares. I'm not even gonna hold you. Yeah. So, what would you say to them? Well, I'm gonna say, uh, you ever seen um, uh, that? I can't think of the movie, but I'm gonna mm-hmm. say the quote. All right. Pretty much, stop trying to be a pretender. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
you know, uh, in the movie, um, I think it was Columbus Short said to the guy that was stepping, he was trying to be all hard mm-hmm. and tough. And he said, you know what they, we call people like you? Pretenders. Like, you can tell when somebody pretending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so what you're saying, like how people, you know, don't didn't come from the streets. They may came from a, a, a good home and came from a better middle class or mm-hmm. upper class uh, lifestyle, but still want to come to the street sides or act like they're from the streets yeah. mm-hmm. or from the hood. Like people can tell if you pretending or not. Yeah. So I would just say, stop pretending. You don't have to just be who you are. Yeah. You know, and sometimes too, it's the attraction of things. Yes. You know what I mean? That's that's what this world loves. You know, we're a lover of things. Mm-hmm. We're a lover of money. The Bible says the lover of the mm-hmm. money is it's the root of all. It's not money. Yeah. It's the, the love. person that love it. When you love and you chasing that, you that's anything. what you're right. So that's what it is. I think it's because we look at things mm-hmm. and we look at other people and what they got. So and how they accumulated and they got it so quick. So even if you in a good home, you you want it real fast. So I'm going to resort to what mm-hmm. they do. And then those be the ones that be those little innocent bystanders because they're not from the streets. Facts. They end up mama, mama hurt. Yeah. Mama hurt. In jail or mm-hmm. did because they chose that route. Yeah. Now, that was real good. My association. Um, now facts. I think um one thing you can touch on, how did your father not being in the house um, affect you, especially you saying you got in the streets at 12 years old? Um, well, I definitely think if I had a father in the house that I wouldn't have resorted to going to, especially not that yeah. early. Mm-hmm. I never know if I would have did it later in my high school, but 12 years old, I was in junior high, sixth grade. Mm-hmm. So I definitely wouldn't have resorted to that because I would... I would have had an example or someone to push me or someone to be there. And that's why I think I am the way I am, you know, with y'all and with all the kids, Mm -hmm. you know, to be present, you know, in anything. I don't care if it's, you know, ballet Mm -hmm. or you you doing a a speech. You know, I want to make sure I'm present there, you know, and to give you, um, you know, let you know how you did and Mm -hmm. encourage you and encouragement and checking on you because that's important. Yeah. You know, when you don't have that, you feel like, man, I ain't got nobody. So what you do, you resort to what's going to love you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think, um, that's what I did. I felt like, you know, the streets love me. Money make you feel loved. (laughs) As Jay-Z used to say, the streets don't love you back. Yeah. I can mean on that though, because we very observant everything. And one thing I can say is you are very present. Like you, You're at every every event, every speech, on even if it's on live, you're on every live. Effects. Just me, just me watching you being at, at yeah. every one of CJ games is like a tough feeling. It's mm-hmm. like a lot of people don't really get that type of love yeah. from their parents, so it's like that's not something to like take advantage of or Fact. take for granted. And it's just a blessing to be able to witness that and see that it's still a black man on top of that that's filling in that void that other people are not having that um filled in. And another key thing about that also. If you didn't have one of your uh, parents present in the home, you should do as he did and start it for his family. Yeah. Because Break the a curse. lot of people use that as an excuse. My dad wasn't in my life yeah. and continued the curse. Yeah. But I think that's a key thing that he he stopped the curse and that he did things differently. So I think what it did was it, it's going to do two things. It's either going to motivate you mm-hmm. not to be like how yeah. your father was or like you said, you continue the yeah. curse. Yeah. It's going to mold you into it. that generation of curse. And I was like, nah, I'm never going to be like my father. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure, you know, I'm present. That's why, you know, with y'all being in another state, you know, I make sure mm-hmm. I call and check up. Hey, I'm mm-hmm. just checking to see how, yeah. how your day going. You know, yeah, what's certain. going on? You know, what's going on with you? You know, same way with, you know, we, we got kids everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I want to make sure y'all good to let you know, hey, 
my dad care. My stepdad yeah. care. Mm-hmm. You know, he wanna know what's going mm-hmm. on. You know what I mean? And y'all know anytime any of y'all need me, I'm I'm there for Yes, you. sir. Yes, sir. And before we get out of here, got two more questions for you. Right. First question is, what are you thankful for? And the second question is, what is one thing you believe in God to do for you in twenty twenty three? Well, um, it's many things I'm thankful for. I'm thankful of course for for life, you know, mm-hmm. for for God giving me um, another chance mm-hmm. um, at life, you know, because I could have been like one of the statistics yeah. uh, could have mm-hmm. been, you know, a lifer in jail or could have been not even here no more. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm thankful for life, for grace. Um, and I'm thankful for family that I had the opportunity to break the curse, mm-hmm. you know, that I didn't allow because I didn't have my father stop me from doing what I need to do to provide and be the protector and uh, the teacher of my family. Yeah. Um, so I'm grateful and thankful for that. But my goal for 2023, um, with my business, you know, we moved from New Jersey to Texas. Mm-hmm. So I still have my business in New Jersey, mm-hmm. uh, my store. But then also here in Dallas, I'm looking to um, open up a showroom here in 2023. But my main goal is to even go outside the four walls. I want to be able to travel uh, to cities where people call me in to style them or custom fit them. That's coming. Um, so that's Facts. what I'm, that's what I'm do. But then even beyond this, this is one of my other goals is to actually teach people or individuals that want to learn how to start this type of business, mm-hmm. a stylist or a boutique owner. Yeah. So that's what I'm looking for. That's good. For. That's tough. It's coming. God going to definitely come Facts. through every time. Make sure you write it down. Make it plain. Yeah, there you go. Got to put that in. I, I want to let y'all know this guy right here. He he actually motivates the family. Yeah, like, he's the one that's like what he just said. Hey, make sure y'all write y'all goals down. When before January comes, he's gonna make sure each one of us yeah. have our goals written down for twenty twenty three. So he just like they may say, you know. Uh, I may push them in certain areas, mm-hmm. but they, they push us in certain areas to make sure we're on top of the things we need to do. And that's one of the things. So I appreciate you both yes, for, sir. again, giving me the opportunity to be on the podcast, yes, man. This is going to be one of the yeah. greatest podcasts. I'm telling you, y'all better link into this. Facts. Thing tap in now. Facts. <laughs> y'all better tap in now. We make it ain't no going back. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate you, though. Yes, sir. Facts. This is a great episode. I'm sure yep. this is going to help Dang. somebody that's Dang. living that lifestyle and also the people that are not living that lifestyle right. but are Facts. still trying to dibble and yeah. dabble in it. Yeah. yeah. This is going to be a good one. Find your exit plan now. Yeah. Facts. Jeez. Facts. But <laughs> appreciate y'all for tuning in. Like, comment, subscribe to the YouTube channel. For those that's not a part of Bible Study Group Chat, please tap the link in my bio and join the Bible Study Group Chat. Full community of people that want to get closer to God. And for those that's on the podcast, please leave a review on the podcast too. Let us know if y'all like the podcast or not. Give us a little review. Let us know what y'all like and what y'all don't like. And if we drop a heat or not for y'all, you know what I'm saying? And who else y'all want guests up here? Like, whoever guests y'all want up here, let us know. Let them know in the comments. But other than that, love. Y'all be safe. Come on, take care.